Hello and welcome to The Beacon. I'm your host, Dr. Kristen Kale. You can connect to us at NavigateHCR.com or on social media at AskNavigateHCR, which is our Twitter handle. Today's topic is all around ERISA compliance, the FAQs, what is a ERISA plan, employers subject to ERISA, and plans subject to ERISA. So let's dive into this fun and exciting topic. ERISA stands for the Employee Retirement Income Security Act of 1974, E-R-I-S-A. It's a federal law that sets minimum standards for employee benefit plans. Who regulates this is the Department of Labor through their Employee Benefits Security Administration, or known as EBSA. They uh, look at all and enforcement of ERISA provisions, which we'll talk a little bit about the enforcement, and then the violations of ERISA obviously has some costly consequences through either DOL enforcement actions as well as participants' lawsuits. There are some employee benefit plans that are exempt from ERISA. The plan sponsor then doesn't have to comply with those certain requirements that are designed to protect plan participants to ensure plan solve. Sol Solviency. Gosh, I'm struggling today with my words. On the other hand, ERISA exemptions also mean that the plan sponsor doesn't enjoy some of those protections afforded to employers under the law. Most significantly is certainly the lawsuit and the punitive damages under state laws with regards and respect to benefit plans. So let's talk about employers subject to ERISA because there's a lot of questions around that. Private sector employers, regardless of size, that maintain welfare benefit plans for their employees. So that it can be medical plans, we can dive into a little bit of what those plans are. So we know also that there are some exemptions for ERISA. So there's mainly two types of exemptions for ERISA. The first is employee benefits plans maintained by our governmental employees. These could be city, state, township, governments, this exemption for that is federal, state, or local. So just be aware that governmental employees do not have the protection of ERISA. The second type of employer that is exempt from ERISA is church plans. A church plan is an employee benefit plan established or maintained by a church or by a convention or association of churches that are exempt from the tax code section 501. So just be aware that those are the two types of exemptions for ERISA. The ERISA exemption for the government plans also extends to agency or instrumentally of a federal, state, or local governmental entity. So mostly we're looking at that as, again, city, state, county, township, any type of governments that do not have to follow ERISA. The DOL has certain interpretations about the exemption of plans maintained by employers that are not churches themselves, but maybe have a church affiliate. So this can also be various church-affiliated employers that includes hospitals, orphanages, schools, old-age homes, and they, they can certainly have an exemption to ERISA status also. So just be aware that that's gone to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court has upheld that, that yes, they can have that exemption for ERISA. So now that I've talked about who's exempted, let's talk about who has to do it. Small employers 
are subject to ERISA requirements unless they meet the exemption for that governmental employees or churches that we just talked about. Now let's talk about what plans are subject to ERISA because there's a lot of conversation about this. So to qualify for an ERISA plan, there must be a plan, a fund, or a program that's established by an employer for the purpose of providing coverages through benefits, through the purchase of insurance or otherwise. So let me rattle off a few of these so that you're aware of which of these are the common employee benefits. Again, this is regardless of whether you're fully insured or self-funded. So medical, surgical, hospital benefits, dental benefits, vision benefits, prescription drug benefits, then we get into our fun HRA benefits, FSA benefits, life insurance, that would be our group life insurance benefit that either has accidental death and dismemberment attached to it or accidental death and dismemberment by itself. Any type of other death benefits other than life insurance, wellness programs when medical care is provided, EAP if it's also attached to the medical care, Disability benefits both short-term and long-term, and disease-specific coverage, so like cancer policies that provided through the medical benefits. So those are some of the common ones. So now let's talk about which welfare plans are not subject to ERISA. There's a safe harbor extension for certain payroll practices, which we'll talk about, and then there's a safe harbor extension exemption for voluntary plans. So, for example, ERISA generally does not apply to the following arrangements. Adoption assistance plans, HSA plans. If the employer involvement is limited and the employee participation is voluntary on the HSA. Dependent care assistant plans, pet insurance, the Section 125 premium only plans. There are plan components that may be subject to ERISA on that. Health, fitness, health club, or club memberships. Financial retirement planning programs. Workers' compensation. Unemployment compensation. Tuition reimbursement. Sporting event or discounts. Scholarship programs that are unfunded. Professional development classes. Commuter benefits. And finally, liability or casualty insurance program. And again, this is just a small list that are not applied to ERISA. As I mentioned, there are some payroll practices that are also exempt from ERISA. This falls under the Department of Labor Safe Harbor. Payment of wages. So payment of compensation for work performed by an employee, including compensation at a rate in excess of a normal rate of compensation, does not create an ERISA plan with respect to wages, overtime pay, shift premiums, holiday pay, weekend premiums, anything along those lines. The next one is unfunded sick pay or paid medical leave program. Be aware of this as normal compensation out of the employer's general assets for a period of time of which the employee is physically or mentally unable to perform his or her duties. These practices may also include that income replacement, short-term disability, salary continuation, or paid medical leaves. And finally, the third four uh, exempt payroll practices 
that are exempt from ERISA under the DOL safe harbor is unfunded vacation, holiday, jury duty, or any type of other similar pay. This is, again, out of the employer's general asset for the following time off does not create an ERISA plan. Vacation or holiday, active military duty, jury duty, or period of time when an employee performs little or no productive work while engaging in training, and finally, sabbatical leave. So what voluntary plan is exempt from ERISA under that DOL safe harbor? Full premiums are paid by employees and the employer has minimum involvement on certain type of voluntary insurance. This can be the group funded by group insurance, no contributions that are made, and employee participation of the plan is voluntary. The employer involvement with the plan is key to determining whether the plan is exempt under the voluntary plan safe harbor or not. If the employer endorses the plan, it will fall outside of the safe harbor rules and may be subject to ERISA. So let's talk about employer endorsement for these voluntary plans. If the employer is selecting the insurer, if the employer is negotiating plan terms or linking coverage to employee status, if the employer is using the employer's name or associating the plan with other employee benefits, if the employer is making a recommendation to the employees and saying that the plan is subject to ERISA, doing more than making payroll deductions, so things like sending out annual summaries or sending out uh, information about the plans um, or assuming liability for those premium payments. They're allowing employees to pay premiums through that Section 125 and they're assisting employees with claims or disputes. Those are the things that if an employer is doing these, they are considered ERISA and are maybe subject to ERISA and they fall outside of the safe harbor guidelines. To summarize, we've just went over the highlights of employers that are subject to ERISA, plans that are subject to ERISA, and a brief overview about ERISA compliance. Frequently asked questions, what is an ERISA plan? Thank you so much for listening. This is The Beacon. I'm Dr. Kristen Kale from Navigate HCR. Have a great day.